people wanted to know, how do I get in? How do I sign up with a platform? What's required? They wanted to learn in a great big hurry. And of course, their closing was in two days. The interest though now has definitely changed, Amanda. There is still an interest in it, but it's kind of leveled out. Close to 4,000 notaries have registered as certified remote online notaries in the state of Florida alone. What started off at the beginning of the year as a nice to have for some law firms and title companies has gained more urgency since the COVID-19 pandemic. Melissa Murphy is general counsel at Attorneys Title Fund Services and joins me to give some practical tips on getting started on remote notarizations. We also examine Ron Laws and how Ron vendors are innovating the closing experience. I'm Amanda Farrell, and this is Title Talks. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you taking time. Before we hop into the questions, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Melissa Murphy, and I am general counsel at Attorney's Title Fund Services, which is based in Orlando. And so we're talking a little bit about remote online notarization, your connection to that, and as a, a general counsel to the fund, sort of your, your take on that and the adoption of it. As you know, remote online notarization was first implemented in Florida January of this year. I wanted to ask you first, have you personally done a run transaction and can you describe what your experience was like? Sure. I've never done a real estate transaction via Ron, but one of our branch locations, we rent that location and the landlord was refinancing and they needed a standard tenant estoppel letter. Well, we had sent most people to work remotely. I was still coming into the office, so this was early, early March but all of the notaries in our office were working remotely and the tenant estoppel letter needed to be acknowledged. So I contacted one of the RON service providers that I have worked with, emailed them the tenant estoppel letter and went onto the platform and went through the KBA, did the credential analysis, signed it and it all took about 15 minutes, and so I turned it around to the landlord in two to three hours. They were thrilled. So it was a great experience. I found it pretty easy to move around the platform, although I did need some technical help from the online notary. I will say that I only got four of the five KBA questions right, so I barely passed. Well, that's okay because Florida allows, I believe, 80% you have to, to get correct, and then they'll let you continue on with the transaction. So you just, I think, barely made it then. I know, I barely <laughs> made it. <laughs> so you, you experienced it um, on the other side of the transaction. You were the one getting a document notarized and not notarizing the document yourself. Correct. Right. So I would call that I was the user. I was looking at some of the course offerings on Ron that the fund offers. And I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit more about that and what you know about in terms of the Florida Ron certification process. Sure. The courses that we offer here at the fund are meant to do several things. First of all, it's meant to educate Florida real estate attorneys and their staff on what's in the law. What was in the law? What did it provide for? 
what are the technology requirements of the platform, and just basically what was the framework set up by this law that tells us how remote online notarization works. So we have that course. But then we have several courses around the very practical aspects of it. Who are the various vendors that are out there in the marketplace? And that changes constantly. What are some practical tips and guidance? What's our recommendation for some best practices? How do you get started? What's an approach that if you're starting from nothing, what's an approach that we would recommend for you to decide whether or not you want to incorporate RON into your workflow? And then if you do, what are some steps that you should go through? So we try to cover both the law, of course, because the lawyers need to know what the law provides, and then some practical aspects to help people in their practice. The Florida process is not terribly complicated, and it's set forth in the statute. You have to already be what I call a regular notary, so you already have to be a notary. You have to obtain an increased bond from $7,500 to $25,000. You have to get E&O coverage of $25,000. You need to take a two-hour required course that is meant to teach you and inform you about the rights and obligations of being an online notary. And there are several entities that offer that course now, but the very first course that was offered and made available to interested notaries was a course that was developed jointly by the Florida Land Title Association and the Real Property Probate and Trust Law section of the Florida Bar. And that course is the one that we have linked up to on the funds website. If you get your certificate of completion of that course, you send that in with your application. Speaking of the application, you have to fill out an application and submit it to the Secretary of State. On that application, you need to designate what a RON service provider you believe you will do. And you have to pay a $10 fee. Of course, the ironic thing about the application process is that they don't accept the application electronically. You have to actually print out paper and send it in, mail it in, or Federal Express it in. Uh, they will probably modernize their system and improve that later, but that's the process. It's important to understand that what a notary is doing is registering as an online notary. So they get approved, and the Department of State doesn't really think of this as approving the application, but if you comply with the statute and your application is complete and it's correct, then they will accept your application and you are registered. The Secretary of State allow people to take the course before January 1st and, and allow them to submit registration forms before January 1st. And in the month of January, about 100 people registered, and maybe in February, it was up to 250. There are now close to 4,000 registered online notaries in Florida, so it has really taken off. Yeah, I actually just finished 
my course to get approved as both a regular notary and as a Ron notary. And I noticed, as you mentioned, I thought it was funny that I had to mail in my application to complete it. I, I found that a little ironic myself. <laughs> so yeah, that's interesting. Obviously, I think that huge uptick in registered, Ron registered notaries has a lot to do with COVID. Have you, yeah, have you noticed in your conversations with attorneys, has there been sort of a change in how they've sort of approached Ron as a nice to have versus maybe a need to have? There's absolutely been a change. As soon as this law was signed by the governor last year, we started educating our members and recommending that they learn about Ron, that they start doing electronic closings, in-person electronic closings with in-person notarization, but electronically. Get used to those systems. We were really encouraging them and the interest was lukewarm at best. But once the pandemic hit, definitely the interest and the demand exploded. People wanted to know, how do I get in? How do I sign up with a platform? What's required? They wanted to learn in a great big hurry. And of course their closing was in two days. So it was really uh, hectic to support fund members in the early days of the pandemic. And we were doing lots and lots of webinars to explain to people what the process was, what they needed to do. The interest, though, now has definitely changed, Amanda. I mean, I think that there is, there is still an interest in it, but it's kind of leveled out, I think, because fund members and people in the title industry generally, they know what they're going to do. They're either not going to mess with it at all, or they are not going to become online notaries themselves, but they will utilize a platform that will provide an online notary for them, or they have just figured out a way to still get wet signed documents notarized despite the pandemic. And that is what happens most of the time. Yeah, I was just having a conversation with someone where we were sort of pontificating on, well, I know some title companies don't really see the need for it because they've still been able to do business as usual because they've been labeled as essential work in the state of Florida. And there hasn't been a whole lot of mandates, especially regionally, that have hampered their their typical work process. I know some people in the office have gone to remote work. That can be people maybe in accounting or maybe some of the processors, but for the closers themselves who are going to be handling the transaction, they don't see it as as a need necessarily. So yeah, I definitely noticed that as well in my conversations with people. And I think what is wrapped up in a lot of that viewpoint that there's no need is a resistance to change. I know I can send a paper package out with little dots or sticky notes that tell people where to sign and where to get it notarized and it will come back most of the time correctly, and I know my transaction is gonna close. Don't make me start dealing with something that might put my closing in jeopardy. There is a huge resistance to change, and it's one of those things where 
people are just going to have to be forced into a situation where they have to use it and they see how valuable it can be and how efficient it can be and how it can solve certain types of problems. But if you are a high volume closing shop and you've got a tried and true mechanism for making closings happen and people are willing to accommodate the need to get a notary in the context of this pandemic, you're gonna go with what you know is tried and true. Yeah, I agree. And so from my perspective, it's a matter of just talking about the additional benefits of using a tool like this to help your production even more so. And so on that note, what are, what are some of the biggest benefits that you see in utilizing a RON platform? Well, it's obvious that theoretically, RON is an incredible tool for our industry. I mean, being able to sign documents without having to leave your home to go to a closing in person or have somebody come to your house that you don't know to sign documents or a situation where you don't want to have to travel, not even cross town, but across the country to attend a closing. Theoretically, that's that's just brilliant. That's a fabulous tool. And it truly would appear to be an incredibly efficient way to get documents signed by people who aren't in the country to avoid all of that hassle associated with the process of getting your signature notarized in a country other than the United States and get those documents back error-free. It just seemed like a panacea for the real estate industry. Quick turnaround for the documents, you get them instantly. You can record instantly. You can send that package to the lender instantly. But then we began to learn about those challenges. And there are still a lot of challenges, but the RON service providers and people like your company are hearing what those challenges are and trying to see what solutions they can offer. You know, some of the challenges are that the technology can be really hard for end users to use. Some people don't know how to check that they have a microphone on their computer. They don't know how to make sure their speakers are working. And we've already talked about KBA a little bit, but some people have a real problem passing the knowledge-based authentication questions because they can pull on information that is pretty old and is a little known fact about your history that isn't important to you. And so you never bothered to try to remember it. Uploading your ID, taking a photo on your iPhone is not something that a lot of people do every day. Even creating an electronic signature can be confusing for some people. And then you throw in there that you've got to have strong, reliable internet in order to have this video, audio communication. There are just a lot of challenges. And those challenges all reflected themselves with acuteness with the non-U.S. citizens in another country, where we had challenges with the KBA and challenges with the credential analysis, and where we truly saw Ron as a benefit 
in those situations, that just has not panned out. Nevertheless, there are situations where Ron is a great solution and the industry will evolve, the technology will improve, and we will get to the point where it is easy to use and more and more people are comfortable using it and the requirements of the law more closely track reality. We'll be right back. Wanting to incorporate more digital tools into your closing process, but not sure where to start? PropperSign is the remote online notarization platform with solutions for e-signing, e-notarization, identity verification, and more. So whether you need to perform a RON or RIN or anything in between, PropperSign has been called surprisingly simple to use by some of the title industry's pickiest professionals. For a limited time, you can get a 30-day trial of the tool completely free. To get this offer, visit propersign.com slash safe dash secure dash closing. That's propersign.com slash safe dash secure dash closing. Now back to Title Talks. You know, you mentioned people struggling with the KBA and, and other issues. Do you think that the law will be changed in order to accommodate more? Or do you think that those sort of security measures that are in place are absolutely necessary and, and just should not change, but it, it would just be more a matter of somehow educating people about what to expect and helping them through the process a little bit more? Well, in Florida, we had enough foresight to provide in the law that the technology requirements for identity proofing and credential analysis can be set by rule by the Department of State. So they did not require legislative action by the Florida legislature. But until the Department of State enacts rules around a particular type of technology, here's how you do identity proofing, knowledge-based authentication. Here's how you do credential analysis. You need to have a government-issued ID and you need to run it through a credential analysis technology. So as vendors in this area come up with alternative types of technology that will provide reliable and secure identity proofing, reliable and secure credential analysis as they develop those better technologies and bring them to the Department of State, we will be able to much more easily adopt those new standards in Florida than if we had to amend the law. We did that on purpose because you know technology is gonna change and you don't wanna be bogged down by a statute that requires legislative action in order to take advantage of those new technologies. So I am really looking for companies to come up with something better than KBA and not necessarily replacing KBA, but maybe an alternative to KBA because some people can't pass KBA, no, problem. But if it just doesn't fit that situation, rather than getting locked out of the system for 24 hours, let's come up with an alternative form of technology that we feel just as comfortable with, that we're dealing with the right person, and there's not fraud going on. 
That's great. I hadn't realized that it was so flexible, but that's, that's good to know. And that's very heartening, especially looking at how technology has changed in such a way and laws don't always reflect that change. So definitely good to know for Florida. As general counsel to the fund, can you maybe dispel some of the misconceptions around the legal certainty of RON that may still be lingering among settlement agents and notaries as well? Sure. Let's start with the just the concept of whether an electronic signature is valid in Florida. And that has been true for approximately 20 years. Electronic signatures, electronic witnessing, and electronic notarization are clearly okay in Florida. We have UEDA, the Uniform Electronic Transactions Act, and UPERA which is the Uniform Real Property Electronic Recording Act. And so electronic signatures are valid in Florida and have been for a long time. The new RON bill makes it crystal clear that notarizing over a RON service provider platform that meets the technology requirements is a valid notarial act. And our RON law goes on to say that clearly documents signed via RON are entitled to be recorded. There is sort of even a directive to our clerks, of course, that thou shalt record. So I'm not really sure what else we can do in Florida to reassure people that this is a legal process. We continue to get questions about using FaceTime and using Skype because people aren't really understanding that the technology requirements in the law are required, not very articulate, but, but those are the standards that you have to meet. And FaceTime and Skype and Zoom don't meet those standards. So you have to make sure that the technology you're using is compliant, but if you do that, it's secure, it's legal, it's recordable, it's insurable. So I'd like to talk a little bit about the RON platform providers themselves. You, you had a chance to tour our new product, PropperSign, which offers remote notarization and hybrid closing capabilities. And I wanted to get your, your thoughts and your feedback on your experience looking at that. I have looked at a lot of demos, Amanda. So I've looked at uh, you know, a dozen of these platforms. I will tell you that PropperSign has a great user interface. The screen is clear. It looks bright and new, which I think is important to inspire confidence that this is a new and current technology. It's one that invites the user to engage with the platform. There's clear wording on the various tabs and buttons. And uh, what's really important is that it shows that the developers have a clear understanding of the real estate transactional process and what an appropriate logical workflow is. And you know what are the important things to a buyer? What are the important things to a seller? Just understanding that process. I know that there was some mention of some additional resources or technology resources that would help with the non-U.S. citizen situations. I need to learn more about that, but I think you all have definitely identified that as a gap 
in the technology world out there that if you can close that gap, it would be a great thing. And so having seen demos of other platforms, what are some of the features that you feel are, are missing from a lot of those right now that you would love to see from the perspective of a real estate attorney specifically? These platforms need to start integrating with the various closing software platforms that are out there so that a closing agent doesn't have to be working on a deed or an affidavit or a mortgage in their closing software, create a PDF, save that somewhere, then go on the RON service provider platform and upload that document. There needs to be a way to just automatically upload the document directly from the closing software to the platform. You need to give the title agent or attorney the ability to sign documents other than real estate transactional documents. And what I mean by that is documents that aren't necessarily related to an active pending closing, affidavits, deeds where people want to transfer from husband to husband and wife, or someone wants to create what's called a ladybird deed, where you transfer property jointly to yourself and your children. It's an estate planning mechanism. A lot of real estate attorneys also have probate practices. And so the ability to handle probate documents would be very helpful. You need to make sure that you can have multiple participants in the session. I think most of the platforms recognize that pretty early on and have built that capability in there, but that's essential because Parties to a real estate transaction want their real estate agent to participate in the session, their real estate attorney participate in the session. And if the title agent is utilizing an online notary that they obtain through the platform, the title agent wants to be able to attend the session. And in some circumstances, the title insurance underwriter requires that their agent participate in the session. So you got to make sure that you have a very easy way for multiple participants to view the transaction. And then continuously making an effort to simplify the technology from the end user perspective. You just need to keep working on that. And I think you all are certainly working on the way you communicate with people up front. All the vendors have figured that out, but that helps, but if you'll just make the technology as simple as possible and keep trying to make it better and better are the, the main differentiators that I see out there. We talked a little bit about the state statutes. I'm wondering if there are additional features and functionalities that attorneys or loan signing agents or title agents, whoever it is that might be vetting these run platform providers. Are there additional things that people need to really be aware of that maybe isn't made as obvious in a lot of the literature that you've come across? What I have observed is that these demos that are done, I mean, let's all agree, they're sales demos. They're really just a very surface introduction to the platform. And in this day and age, based on where the technology is, the platforms are fairly similar. So 
the types of things that I tell my members to look out for is, yes, do a demo, but then ask for an individualized demo, more like a training session. You really need to learn how it works from beginning to end, from the title agent's perspective, from the attorney's perspective, and then they need to show you what it looks like from the user perspective. Because when you have a sales rep or a developer moving you through the platform, they're moving very quickly and they're not giving you time to, oh, here's what all the tabs across the top mean or the tabs down the side mean. So ease of use and ease of training and support are important things for people to really delve into before they decide which platform would work best for them. And did you, did you want to talk a little bit about some of the features that you think are important to lenders or other partners that are in the transaction? I can, although I don't have much authority to speak on what's most important to lenders. The barrier that we have with loan documents right now is that there are very few lenders that are e-note approved by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and Ginny Mae. So they cannot allow the promissory note to be electronically signed. But that prohibition or restriction bleeds over into the entire loan package. And so lenders are very skittish about a hybrid closing where the note is wet signed, but then all the other documents are electronically signed. They wanna make sure that they can sell that loan. And they're not sure when the loan is closed, maybe who they're gonna sell it to. And they don't want any risk that a particular investor or the investor that agrees to take their loan is going to take it if it's electronically signed. And the lending industry is moving in the direction. It's slow, but they are steadily moving in this direction. So when we get to the point where a large number of lenders are accepting electronically signed documents, they are going to be interested in the time frame within which they will get that electronic package back. They are going to be interested in making sure that the platform complies with the law of the jurisdiction where the property is located. They are going to be interested in how do they get the loan documents onto the platform? Does it go through the closing agent or is there a way they can load them directly? There are a host of issues like that that are going to emerge once we have a critical mass of lenders accepting electronically signed loan documents. I know one of the selling points to lenders is the shortened time period that it takes to turn around that mortgage and sell it on the secondary market. So that does seem like a a benefit for them for sure. But as you said, There's also that limitation of not being sure who they could sell it to. And I think the fact that the GSEs are now definitely accepting them, that's, that's a good step forward. Is there anything within, you know, the whole real estate transaction ecosystem that you feel like is an additional hurdle, maybe that hasn't really been touched on outside of the lender and the the settlement agents? No, not really, because I mean, customers, buyers and sellers aren't really demanding this. 
because they don't really know about it. And while every single day consumers are getting more and more used to transacting business electronically, and certainly this pandemic has shoved everybody perhaps <laughs> further and more quickly down that path, I think that that probably will reflect itself in more receptivity to it, but it's just going to take time. There's still a group of people that like that paper. There's that group of people that is suspicious of going on a computer and signing real estate documents. They just don't feel that it's as real, but that's just a perception issue and something that will change over time especially when you tell someone you don't have to spend $900 to fly here and back. We can do this right now over the internet. People will get there. So are there any resources that you would like to suggest for settlement agents, attorneys to help expand their knowledge on the topic of Ron? I would definitely send them to the American Land Title Association website. There is a ton of resources on their website about digital closings in general and then Ron. And if you do business in more than one state, Alta is a great resource because they track the various laws in effect in the different states because not every state has authorized Ron. And so there's a lot of multi-state information on that website. The Florida Land Title Association website also has quite a bit of information about what's going on here in Florida. And then while the fund provides most of its educational and informational resources to fund members, we do have a lot of information that is accessible to the general public on our website, which is easy, thefund.com. And then other than that, if you're in the title business, your underwriter certainly would also have information about Ron. Is there anything else that you would like to add before we, we end the interview? No, no, I think we've covered quite a bit. Great. Yeah, I think it was packed with a lot of really great information and I really appreciate you taking time again to, to share your knowledge and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day then. Not a problem. You too, Amanda. Say hi to everybody at Proper Sign. I will. Thank you so much. You have a great day. Bye-bye. Uh -huh. Bye. Be sure to visit thefund.com and alta.org for more information on Ron. Thanks again to Melissa for joining me today. Title Talks is produced by PropLogix and myself. Original music is by Cole Sando. Original graphics are by Jordan Norris. Until next time, happy closings.